Welcome to Hearth to Hearth, a home for sensitive souls, sparking self-discovery and belonging through the healing power of warm-hearted conversations. I'm Jessica. And I'm Janelle. What began as voice notes between two friends navigating life and motherhood has blossomed into a podcast and community. Join us each week as we ask the question, how can we come home to ourselves? Our conversations are filled with deep feelings, vulnerability, empathy, and a dose of laughter. So cozy up with some tea and gather around the hearth for warm-hearted conversations that will leave you feeling inspired and less alone. Welcome to Hearth to Hearth. Happy summer solstice. Happy solstice, everyone. Today, we're going to be sharing as kind of a part two from our last episode where we talked about our summer intentions. We're going to be sharing some really fun, easy, accessible ways to hold and manifest your own summer intentions. Yeah, I really like these ideas because you don't have to have anything fancy. You just need kind of yourself and some things around you and just your intentions. Yeah, so if you haven't listened to our last episode, go back and listen to it. But we talked a lot about what it is that we're calling in for this summer and how we're approaching this really magical, fun season with intention and wanting to make sure that we are thoughtful about the way that we approach this really busy season. Sometimes things can kind of get away from you when things are really busy and the energy is so high with summer, the sun being at its fullest and brightest. And so we wanted to go into summer being really thoughtful about what it was that we wanted to call in, how we wanted to feel this summer. We talked about some ways that we were approaching summer so that we could have those things. And so we wanted to follow up with some really sweet rituals that anybody can do to kind of seal those intentions in. Yeah. So I'll start with something that I like to do um, every season. I try to do this. And I actually got this from someone on Instagram. She used to be called Whole Family Rhythms, but I think she's Megan Rose Wilson on Instagram, and she is kind of like a Waldorf uh, educator, Um, but she teaches families how to do like the rhythm in the home for each season, and it's so beautiful, and I think it's really special to treat each season in a certain way so that when you come back to it every year, you can think like, oh, this is the time for strawberry picking and this is the time for fireworks. And And it's so sweet. Yeah, for traditions. And it's really cool that now we're at the point, Janelle, you and I, we're at the point where we're making our own traditions for our family. And so (laughs) we love we love talking about this, but it's it's crazy that it's us now making our own family traditions. But it's really empowering and it's also really sweet to look back at our childhoods and to kind of weave in what we loved most about those seasons and to bring them into the present moment and to pass those on to our kids. I love that. Yeah. And so you could just make a simple summer bucket list and you could choose one or two things Maybe for each member of the family, you could even ask if you have children, you could ask them what they want to do. If you have a partner or if you have a best friend or any other family member, just 
connect and and say, hey, what are we? What do you want to do most this summer? Without the pressure of, you know, sometimes in the fall, if I haven't gone apple picking or pumpkin picking yet, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It's not I, really fall if I didn't pick a pumpkin. Yeah, it's not, yeah, not like that. Not in the way as if, okay, if I haven't posted like an apple picking picture on Instagram, then like I'm a failure. Just in in whatever whatever your heart is calling for, like if you want to go strawberry picking or you really want to visit a lake or you really want to visit a flower farm, just really keep it lighthearted and open-minded and if you if you do those things and great. And if not, then, you know, you have some ideas for next summer. (laughs) I love that. And that's a really fun way to even set those intentions and to kind of really see and map out and feel into what it is that you want your summer to look like and to get your whole family Mm -hmm. involved. I love that idea. Yeah. And who knows, you could pick something this summer that you love so much that you want to keep doing it the next summer and the next summer, and it'll become part of your summer rhythm in your family. That's so beautiful. Okay. What about you, Janelle? Okay. So the first one that I wanted to share is a practice that I've been doing and that I love to do once the sun is out and it's really warm is making sun tea. And so sun tea is a really, really simple tea that you can make and infuse it with the solar energy of the sun. So you can take a big mason jar. um, I use like a quart size jar, fill it with whatever herbs or teas you have on hand. Um, My favorite to do for sun tea is hibiscus because hibiscus is amazing Mm. for the summer and it infuses really, really fast and turns this beautiful pink, red, magenta color. So you can fill um, the bottom of the jar with some any tea that you have and then fill the rest with water and place it in a sunny spot. You can either do this in the windowsill or I actually like to put mine kind of like on the railing of our porch in the back and you just let it let, let the tea infuse with the sun. So I just use kind of like um, room temperature water I fill it with and then I just mm-hmm. let it the sun heat up the tea and it and steep the the herbs in the sun tea oh, in the sun so kind fun. of be, being steeped in the water. It's so fun. It's also really fun if you have herbs coming up in your garden already. You can just throw them in a jar, put some water in, put it in the sun, and have an instant sun tea from your garden. I usually let it infuse. It depends on the herb or the tea, but hibiscus infuses fast, so like a couple hours in the sun, and it's already this beautiful color ready to drink. Some you might want to like put out in the morning and then drink later in the day so they have some more time to steep. But it's a really fun way to kind of capture that solar energy. It's really fun to do with the kids because they get to kind of watch it, you know, out in the sun and see how the sun heats up the water and makes the tea. And I like the idea of kind of making it on the day today when you will all be hearing this of the summer solstice, making some sun tea and kind of as you put the herbs and the water in, thinking about your intentions for the summer and thinking about what you want to call on the summer and letting it sit out in the sun. And then when you drink it either by yourself or with your family, you can kind of be, have a little moment to hold those intentions and know that you had this little ritual to call them in with the sun and the herbs and the water. And so that's a really fun practice that you can do all summer long, but I thought it would be cool to do on the solstice to set those intentions. That's so sweet. I'm definitely going to do that. Me too. I have to remember (laughs) to do that. 
And even if you don't have any herbs around you or tea, just you could probably just use water too. You know, yeah. just pouring the water and th- those intentions and putting it in the sun and then yes. drinking the water. Absolutely. Could you do that too? Yeah, definitely. You can do that. Actually, people do that with moon water too. I've heard yeah. that just reminded me like just putting some water out and letting it infuse. And it, I I don't know when the full moon is. But anyways, you can let it's it It's the new moon. It's the new moon. It, it is today when, when we're, we're recording, recording this. Yes, yeah. today. Okay. So, um, but any under any phase of the moon, you know, you can kind of mm-hmm. set those intentions and let it in, let water infuse under the sun or the moon or anything. So, yeah, it's a really fun practice, and I do it all summer long. And there's some really great recipes out there too. But like I said, hibiscus is my favorite. So cute! I bet the kids love watching the colors transform. They do. It's and, really oh. sweet. It's yeah. like alchemy. Yes. Okay, and then next, something that I am going to do – well, I've been doing kind of this week, but you can still do if you haven't yet – is plant a flower. There's a few flowers that you can still plant and that will still bloom into late September and early October. And those flowers, for example, are sunflowers, marigolds, cosmos, and calendula. So those are some examples – of some flowers that you can still plant now and you can still see them bloom by the end of the summer, early fall. And I love planting sunflowers. They are just the best. The best. They're And they're so happy. And also marigolds and cosmos and calendula, they're my favorites. I actually just planted a whole little section of calendula. I've never planted it before, but I'm really excited uh, to get to know it. And did you do all so these by uses. seeds? Yeah. So I did okay. them all by seed. Great. And you can still plant them by seed now. Okay. This is probably the end of when you can, I would say, like today, this week would be the end. But you could also just go to a local nursery. They may have some uh, little starters, or you could go to a nursery and just get whatever flower you want and put it in your garden. That's a great idea. And that's so encouraging to me because I did not get my sunflowers in yet. Well, I tossed a couple of seeds in just to see when I was just out there with the kids, but they didn't yeah. come up. I need to kind of properly did a sow bunny some steal them? seeds, probably, <laughs> <laughs> or a bird dug the seeds up. I have so many bunnies in my my little yard, um, and there's baby bunnies out there now. They're so cute. Oh my gosh, there's a new baby bunny in mine right by my garden that I've we've never seen bunnies on our property Aww. before. And the other day, Scarlett was like, "Bunny, bunny," <laughs> and I I thought, no way, there's not a bunny. And then we went out and there was the bunny. Oh, it's so cute. And it yeah, keeps going so to the many. same little spot. I'm just Their so little curious. burrow might be near there. That's so sweet. I know. Yeah. So, yeah, so I haven't done – so that is really encouraging because I hadn't done my sunflowers yet and I was hoping I wasn't too late. So I'll, I'm going to do this too this week. And then I also ha- – I actually have some calendula seeds, so maybe I'll get some in the ground too. That sounds yeah, really fun. Yeah, they take like 60 to – these. some of these are like 60 to 75 days to yeah. blooming. So if you get them in now, we still have – so that's two months from today. That's August 21st. These guys like to – they like the cold weather anyways. So yeah, marigolds, marigolds. Yeah, marigolds and calendula are very similar and the cosmos as well. They they can do okay in the cold weather and cosmos are the easiest flower to grow. You do not need good soil. They actually prefer soil that's not that nutritious and they will just – they're so easy and beautiful. Some of my favorite are seashell cosmos and I really like the sulfur cosmos that are yellow and orange. 
those are you can use them for natural dyes and just for they're they're really pretty and the the bees and butterflies love them. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I've had marigolds like I they will they'll go all the way to Halloween. Like they love Halloween. That's mm-hmm. so funny. And so I often have marigolds that are still blooming on Halloween, and I'll do like a big marigold bouquet um, mm. on our table for Halloween, and I love that. So definitely going to get some of those in. I'm going to get some more marigolds into this. Just talking about them makes me want to plant some more. Me too. I can smell them. Yeah. <laughs> and so marigolds too and calendula, I think they're kind of seen as protective kind of flowers too yeah. in the garden. So you can plant them like near your front door or near the entry to your garden or in a little window box, whatever you have available to you. Or in a, they, they do well in containers too. So Great. these are pretty and- easy flowers to start with. Sunflowers can be a little tricky from seed just because of the critters. They love yeah. the sunflower seeds. So that can be kind of tricky, but just plant more than than you want to come up and then you may have some luck with, with some of them. Yeah, calendula too makes a great tea, but it also is so healing for the skin. Mm-hmm. It's a great for salves and um, little diaper homemade diaper creams and things like that. So – uh, definitely a good one to have on hand. And they're both dye plants as well. They Amazing. both are dye plants and sunflowers too and cosmos. Yeah. I mean, these well. are all-purpose flowers, guys. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so great. Well, that does bring me to my next one on my list, which is just connecting with nature in a way that's meaningful to you. And so obviously, Jess and I that might be gardening and getting some seeds into our garden and just connecting with nature in that way. But each person, I think, can connect with nature in really, really different ways. It could be going for a walk. It could be putting your feet in the water. It could be visiting a place in nature that's really meaningful to you, taking photos of beautiful things that you see in nature. I think it's a really nice practice on the solstices and the equinoxes to find just some way to get outside and connect with nature and just notice, notice what the season is bringing in this moment as we shift to a new season and just kind of be aware and honor that some way and feel connected and feel how that feels in your body and notice how you're changing and shifting as we enter the new season as well. So definitely encouraging people to get outside today and see what the earth has in store for us on the summer solstice, and I'll be doing that as well. Me too. So beautiful. Yeah. Well, and our final one is actually a practice that we both love to do around, well, anytime really, but I've seen us both do it with the changing of the seasons, is to make a flower or an earth mandala. This can be done in so many different ways, but I'll just kind of share what my practice has been. I love to involve the kids when I make flower mandalas or earth mandalas, um, which kind of makes it a little bit more free form and flowing and fun. <laughs> and not but, as perfect looking. <laughs> yeah. Um, but really the idea is just using plants and flowers and it can even be rocks or acorns or pine cones or anything that you find mm-hmm. and creating a mandala on the earth somewhere as a way to kind of beautify and honor the earth. And 
as you make a mandala, you're kind of placing things in an intentional way. Oftentimes they're kind of like circular and symmetrical. We're going to post some pictures of ones that we've made previously. Like I said, if you're making it with kids, might not look like that. That's okay. It can even just be a picture before. Yeah. (laughs) Very quickly. (laughs) Exactly. But that's about what mandalas are about, right? That you make them and then you have, and then you let them go and you accept that they're going to be cleared away for something new. Exactly. And so we've done this actually, I'm remembering, I've done a spring one before where we actually painted rocks with, I made some herbal paints, like kids' herbal paints. I just kind of mixed up like turmeric and water and some other things that um, could kind of almost like natural dyes, but that could kind Mm -hmm. of dye the stones a little bit, but that was safe to go into the earth. And we made one to put on the earth that way. So that's a really cute way of doing it. But oftentimes we'll just pick flowers from our garden, just pick a couple flowers from our garden or little wildflowers that we have going around. And we make some beautiful art on the earth as an offering to the earth, just to kind of say, happy summer. We love you. And thank the earth for all the beauty that she gives us and kind of co-create with the earth in that way to make something beautiful. And then like you said, we let it go. You know, then the wind comes and it sweeps it away or your kids play with it or, you know, little animals come and take bits and pieces or just over time, you know, the flowers go back into the earth and decompose. And so it's not a permanent installation of art. It's just something to kind of mark the season. And I love doing this on the solstices like and the equinoxes. Like I said, we, we've done a spring one before and we've done summer ones. We'll post some pictures. And this is, you can be as creative as you want. There's no right way or wrong way to do this, but it's just a really, really sweet way to connect to the earth, to honor the new season and to make some fun art. Yeah, I I really when I do it, I can really feel the reflection on the transition between the seasons, like thanking the spring and also being so excited for the summer. And we do it on our in our little play area in the back on this big stump and just put something in the center and then I try to get the girls to go find like I'll show them a, an example of what I'm going to use for the next row and I'm like, "Okay, go gather all of these. And they're like, look, 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 I found this or I found this. And then they also learn about the plant's names as you, as I'm going around. And sometimes (laughs) the perfectionist in me, it's a struggle of like, (laughs) that is, that's not a circle or like, that's not where that goes. So it's also a lesson in just, you know, patience and letting go, especially if you're going to have kids involved. But if it's just you, you could even do something if, if for some reason you can't get outside, you could take some crystals that you have inside yeah. or you can go to the florist and buy some flowers. If you don't have a garden, you can you can get flowers from a florist and make it inside or you could do it outside wherever you want. It's really just a symbolic gesture. Yeah, the there's like endless opportunities to make these and and yeah. infinite possibilities. So Yeah. It's so fun and it's so beautiful. And if you do this, please share your photos with us. We'd love to see them. They, um, they're they so gorgeous and they just bring so much joy when I see these beautiful flower mandalas. So, yeah. Yeah, please tag us and, and reach out to us on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Any ideas on your summer bucket list or your sun tea pictures? I mean, that's so beautiful. 
Um, and let us know. Let, let us know uh, what your plans are for the summer and and how you're feeling going into the the solstice. Yes, happy summer solstice, everybody. We love you, and we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. listening to hearth to hearth it brings us such joy to share these warm-hearted conversations with you we would be so grateful if you could take a moment to follow rate review and share hearth to hearth with a friend we also want to say a huge thank you to eavesdrop for our theme music their amazing song alive and to daniel vengrove of gray street photography for our gorgeous cover photo and remember you are whole you are enough we love you talk to you soon Oh